Welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I had actually contemplated uh, using that song for our opening number. Hmm. Your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> it's not, 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 not bad. Not great. Okay. For for the for the purposes of our show, I get what you're getting at. Okay. I respect your opinion. Remember, he they never said COVID in that song. So weird. Everybody's like, "No way! How do you what? How do you skip over that? Are you sure? Are we yeah, sure? a hundred percent sure? Just a big deal. Yeah. yeah. That is so weird. That is weird. It was a pretty big news story, wouldn't you say? I would say. Okay. <laughs> okay. On to other news. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. When I first saw the headline to this story, I took it literally. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were Halloween Grinches. And I was like, look at that, Steve. They had the same idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were Grinches. Up as the Grinch, yeah. But no, no. Uh, here's the deal. Halloween night, Travis's $1 million Kansas City home was closed off to trick-or-treaters. It was blocked off with police tape, and there was a security guard outside telling kids, nobody's home today. The thing is... Somebody was home. Somebody's lying because they could see lights going on inside the house. One mom said, they're not handing out candy. Can you believe that? Well, we know they're lying. Swifty is here. Okay, first of all, Kansas City mom, yes, I can believe that. The last thing I would be doing if I was Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, arguably the two biggest stars in this very moment in America would be mobbed if they did that. Everybody would come running over. It would just turn into this mass confusion situation. They could have someone else handed out for them. But that wouldn't, you think that would have satisfied Kansas City mom in this story? No, I guess not. No. Why do you always team up on the other? I I am totally, I'm I'm, I'm in favor of Travis and Taylor's decision to to not do that because it just would have been a little chaotic rather quickly. Well, Taylor had flown into Kansas City on Monday, and she left yesterday. So they were there. Well, then don't lie. Just say, hey, no candy this year. Sorry. Well, I don't know if if they lied or the security guard lied on his or her own. Okay. But I, I was lied to by a, by a person once in New York when I was standing outside of Letterman Studio waiting for David Letterman, mm-hmm. having seen a bunch of other Letterman staffers come out. Yeah. And I said, I'm waiting for David Letterman. Do you know when David Letterman's coming out? And I'm not kidding. It was some like producer or stagehand from Letterman's show mm. with a mustache. I remember the guy. I, I, I could spot him in a police lineup. And he was like, he's not here, kid. And we stayed anyway. And then about five minutes later, Letterman came out. And I was like, that dude just lied to us. He was just trying to get us off the scent, and that's what this security guard was doing. Hell, it might have been the same guy. I haven't seen a picture of the security <laughs> guard yet. Um, why did Letterman come out? 
you were just hanging out getting tickets or what? No, we were outside of the uh, Rupert's Hello Deli, which is right next to the Ed Sullivan Theater, and he became a staple of the show. And so we saw people coming out and then putting equipment in. He was going to shoot one of his uh, on-the-street bits where Rupert is wearing a Walkman, and Letterman would be in a van telling him what to say. Okay. You know, he was kind of like the first person to do that. Yeah. Okay. That was great comedy. So he also good. used to just call the payphone right out there on Broadway. He would just call the payphone. And somebody would pick up, and yeah, then he'd have yeah, a bit yeah. with the person. That's fun. So fun. You're fun to do this. Thank you. Uh, a Broadway musical based on the music of Huey Lewis and the News is coming to Broadway, which is why it's called a Broadway musical. Uh, yeah, I guess coming up on March 29th of next year at the James Earl Jones Theater, previews will begin for The Heart of Rock and Roll. It's described as a raucous rom-com about a couple of 30-somethings who know exactly what they want from life until they find each other. Huey says, I've always been a storyteller, and it's a thrill to see my songs woven together in service of a fantastic news story. So that sounds fun. That's that's great. I loved Huey Lewis. And it's not a story of Huey Lewis. You know, it's just the soundtrack. This is not the journey of how Huey Lewis found the news. It's based on the music. Yeah. Thank you. Would you like another story? If we've got time, hit me with it. I love that you just said that, because it's about Britney Spears. Whoa! Her childhood home in Louisiana is for sale. Um, It's in Kentwood. It is on the market for $1.2 million dollars. Some, More than Travis Kelsey's current home, according to the story right. you just read. And some parts of it haven't been touched since Britney Spears actually lived there. That includes a door with the phrase, Christina sucks, Brit rules, scribbled out uh, or scribbled on the door in marker. Uh, I, there's no actual confirmation that. Brittany wrote that. There's a know. different Christina goes to a different school. You wouldn't know her kind of a totally. Yeah. Uh, the house um, also still has some of Brittany's artwork on the walls. It's got her name carved in concrete. Her original dance studio is still intact. Now the house is 2,300 square feet. Feet on 1.87 acres. That's a nice plot. Yeah, not bad. Her dad uh, sold it less than three years ago. For $289,000. So the owner is looking for a nice profit. That would be a significant profit. Indeed it would. He said he's not trying to capitalize on the publicity surrounding Britney's new book or her celebrity, but clearly he is. You know, it is cool to see inside of the home. It's kind of... Are you looking at it? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of fun. Just like, you know, it's interesting to see where people live. I saw Dwight Eisenhower's house once, took a tour of that, oh, really? and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Paul Revere? You ever been inside of Paul Revere's home in, in Boston? I have not. Oh, Donna. You should you should check out some places here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see you making a face at me when I said that, as if it was a stupid suggestion. I was probably making a face about something different. I don't think you were. I'm on a delay. I'm hearing, I'm listening to last segment. (laughs)
Um, no, well, maybe I should. This house is ugly. This is not going to get... I mean... Golly. This Try is it how- again. Say it needs updated. Uh, this house has not... Does not look like it's worthy of the ticket price. Oh, let me guess. What is it that's so unappealing to you? The framed Jesus Loves Me artwork? <laughs> Typical. Uh, no, I'd say it's... The presence of dated wood? Correct. You know what? You paint that wood white. You Pretty. paint that wood white, and now you've like got a you've got a oh natural wood. I just get, don't get over it. You get you over sound it. like my parents. Let's quit being so precious about wood, okay? It's wood. So what? Are, you're, what that's such an inexpensive option. You could paint this. It would be a herringbone white planked wall. Instead, it's super dated. What's your other option? Tear it all down. So rather than painting it. Your other option is tearing it down and what? Sending it to a landfill? You are in a mood today, <laughs> mister. I am right. What is happening? You I'm are so saying. cranky today. I'm not cranky. You're the crankmeister. I'm right. What's your other option? You just said the house is ugly. Well, first of all, $1.2 million. Uh, no. I think 289000 was too much to pay for that house. <laughs> it's just, you didn't even flip it, dude. You didn't even do anything to update it. That's all. Love you. Bye. I would like to continue this wood conversation. It doesn't I, I have to don't. be today. I want to hear about your herringbone pain. <laughs> Just saying. You people being so precious about your wood. It's freaking wood. Okay. Some people like the natural. But you don't. Stone. You think it looks terrible. I don't think it's the wood that so makes it look terrible. It's the furniture. It's the ugliness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go. When we come back, we got a little bit of a Thanksgiving food news. Target's trying to sell you a Thanksgiving dinner, and I don't think it's too expensive. I don't either. Uh, so we'll break that down in the world of inflation. Maybe some good news. When we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Steve, otherwise known as Stevie the Grouch. <laughs> Hmm. We're going to emails about your grouchiness. That's because you're you're leading them in that way. You're leading. Uh, let me guess. There's a bunch of Judys, friggin' Susies. Wow. What does oh. it matter what their name is? I just feel like I know the person who would come to your aid. <laughs> Somebody what? said you need to be in timeout. Because you're cranky crankerson. What was the first thing I was cranky about? I don't know. You've just been crow, crouchy, crouchy <laughs> all morning. It's a mix between cranky and crouchy. I feel great this morning. I feel so good. You know what my new goal is this week? Thanks for asking. It's to go to bed when the first two numbers on the clock say 10. Mm. It is very common for me to go to bed when the first two numbers say 12 or 01. Wow, you stay up late. Sometimes, I know, I do. And I think a lot of it has to do with the the parent trap of your kids finally get down and then you get a little time to do whatever you want to do. Right. And then I'm like, oh, it's like the meme. When your kids go to bed, you simultaneously want to go to sleep forever and never sleep again. And these two feelings battle each other. 
But I think I've had compounding little sleep days that I need multiple days in a row of good sleep to really fill the reserves. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? What time do you wake up? 6.30 is when the alarm goes off. Okay. And that, you've got kids that are up and at them by 6.45, you know, because they start school so bloody early, like 7.45. That's early. You've yawned twice during this this segment so far, and we're about a minute 30 in. Yeah, but yawning has nothing to do with being tired. It's lack of oxygen in the That's moment. That's what they say. Mm. You know what I'd like to say to that? Grouchy Steve, that's freaking bullcrap. Hmm. There might be an element that has to do with oxygen, but it's not like I'm suddenly oxygen-deprived at 11 o'clock at night. Hmm. I'm tired, and that's why I'm yawning. Also, there's a book that we read called Bunny and Bee Can't Sleep, and they talk about, oh, this animal yawned, then this animal yawned. I'll give somebody 20 bucks if they can read the final four pages of that book without yawning. And Donna is yawning for a third time. It is the power of suggestion. You're not in some like anti-hyperbaric chamber right now. It means you're either tired or when people talk about yawning or you see somebody yawn. Why are yawns contagious? Maybe I am cranky because nothing's right anymore. <laughs> I'm going to run for office. Are you going to yell at us for the rest of the show? I just want to make sure I know what I'm in for. It does feel usually pretty healing and cathartic for me so yes okay great i'm gonna pull over for a second welcome to donna and steve's can i interest you in some food news today maybe i'm hangry maybe that's it i bet you're hangry well let's eat up then okay let's go to target yeah you know have you ever ordered a thanksgiving dinner I, i mean it's hard to keep it under 100 bucks I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've always done it piecemeal. We've never done a meal package. Got it. But this is a steal of a deal. This is so great. Okay. So Target has launched a challenge to its competitors by announcing yesterday its customers will be able to buy their Thanksgiving dinner for less than $25. You can hardly get anything for under $25. This is what they're going to do for a family of four. They're going to sell a meal. That will include a 10-pound Good and Gather premium basted young turkey. Young Young turkey. turkey. Uh, Good and Gather russet potatoes. You'll get five pounds. You'll get Good and Gather cut green beans. You'll get Campbell's cream of mushroom soup to do whatever you want to do with that. Uh, You'll get some cranberry sauce. To throw into the garbage. That helps to weigh the bag down at the bottom. Right. You'll get some stovetop turkey stuffing mix. The best stuffing on the planet. I agree. And Heinz homestyle roasted turkey gravy in the jar, 12 ounces. Honest to goodness, what do we do with this mushroom soup? Uh, the cream you, of no, mushroom. Green, green beans. The green bean casserole. Yeah. Oh, the green bean casserole. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. okay. 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 Good. Okay. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. I think that's really good. In the world of inflation... That's incredible. They say that they're going to be offering their turkeys for under a buck a pound, which is a DGD. Yeah, wow. I have no idea what those that acronym means, but... Dang good deal. Yeah. And if you're looking to go beyond the $25 meal deal, it's also offering a selection of sides and desserts for less than $5. We're looking at uh, seasoned sweet potato and vegetables. 
Caesar salad, mini pecan pies. Patty! Patty! And pumpkin spice sandwich cookies. That you know, a lot of a lot of these retailers are competing for this business. Cause things ain't cheap. Well, and here's here's the thing. If you can get people into your doors for some for their Thanksgiving meal, then they're associating having gone to your store to satisfy a holiday need, and perhaps they go in there more and more in the subsequent weeks throughout the holiday shopping season, which is the most important shopping season for all retailers all around the, the, the country. Thank you. You're welcome. Walmart, by the way, is going to be offering sort of a similar option. Theirs is at about just over 30 bucks. They say it's similar to Target's options, with the exception of replacing a five-pound bag of potatoes with a 32-ounce tray of mashed potatoes. But for their $30, they will also include a frozen Marie Callender's pumpkin pie plus... Plus? Whipped topping. Okay. What's your favorite pie? What? What's your favorite pie? Oh, uh, favorite pie? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really a pie person. Son of a bean. Like uh, Boston cream or something like that. I like pumpkin. I like them all. They have Boston cream pie? Yeah, isn't that what it's called? Really? Boston cream Like a Boston cream donut, but they have the pie Mm -hmm. version? It's the same. It's chocolatey and fluffy. Not a French silk pie. No. I it's don't... the same. Okay. Same as the donut. Same as the donut. But it's just really? a one big old pie. No way. Mm-hmm. Look a picture. You could cut a circle out in the middle and pretend it's. I well, I guess no. The a Bavarian donut? cream donut. Yeah, it doesn't have a hole in it. Uh, no guarantees this will get better. <laughs> but we'll continue. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Let's play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Let's play it next. You know, we're talking about saving money for your Thanksgiving meal and things like that. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice to have a little extra money in your pocket for the holidays and all the holiday shopping that might be coming your way? i got a great way for you to put some more cash in your pocket. The Canopy Group. Thecanopygroup.com is the place that you should go today if you're interested in saving handfuls and handfuls of money. Like how much, you ask? Good question. New customers save, on average, over $800. I've told you about the MyTalker who emailed in. It was like saved over $1,200. Thank you so much. Switch the auto and homeowners insurance over to the Canopy Group. And how do they make you save? Well, it's really simple. They have 16 different companies that they reach out to. And then those companies fight it out for your business. They do all the heavy lifting for you. This doesn't cost you a dime, by the way. They then bring you the five best quotes of incredible prices and better coverage than you have now. From that, you get to make a decision, and the Canopy Group will do an annual review to make sure that you continue to save money year after year. Check them out today. Put me to the test. TheCanopyGroup.com. Let's get a caller. What's going on? 651-641-1071. Oh, isn't that fun? Hi, look. Look who's, who's awake. I've been awake this whole time. Mr. Cranky Pants. I had a quad shot of espresso this morning. You know how many's in a quad? Four, I would guess. You're damn right, four. How about that? Wow, you're going to... Wow, do you have palpitations? Sometimes. All right, well, be careful out there. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. 
Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We're going to see if Donna can keep this winning streak going. She got a big win on Tuesday over Maddie B, then won win yesterday as well, and she continues her uh, comeback trail as Steve sits at 117. Donna is at 113, just four behind him. And you're playing uh, Stevie the Grouch today, so it might work out all in your favor. Oh, good. Uh, We uh, have a topic today that we're going to talk about. That topic is National Ohio Day. Okay. Today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge is all about uh, people or groups or anything from Ohio. I just want to say, I grew up right next to that state. Ohio borders Pennsylvania, which is just below New York. Somebody's been studying the map. Good. Quiz coming. Uh, we got Liz on the line to play with us. Hey, Liz, how are you Hi. this morning? Hi, how are you? Good. Liz, are you a coffee drinker? I am not. You are not. So you just wake up and you go about your day without any kind of caffeine. I, yeah, that's correct. Wow, that's awesome. That's incredible. Um, so where are you going today, you caffeineless wild woman? <laughs> I'm actually working from home. I work oh, from wonderful. Home. And, and mm-hmm. what, what, what line of work are you in? I work for an insurance company. Oh, okay, fabulous. All right. right. We got someone in the insurance world. Well, this is great. Um, The topic today, Liz, is Ohio in pop culture, and you need to decide if you'd like to team up with Donna or Stevie Boy. Oh, I think I'm going to try Steve. Okay, Okay. this is good. I feel good about this, and I feel like if I get a little help, we could really pull a win together. So, Donna, buzz off. Okay. Okay. Bye. See you, Donna. All right. And Liz, you're going to go on hold as well, so just hang tight. Listen to Steve's answers. If there's anything you need, uh, he needs help with or you feel like uh, needs to be changed, you can uh, chime in here at the end. But let's get it started. Steve, you ready to do this? Yes. All right. It is uh, National Ohio Day against Celebs from Ohio. We'll start with this one here. Starring in a mix of both big-budget and small-scale films, this Toledo actress got her start on the TV show Dawson's Creek. Katie Holmes. The BFG and Hook often appear towards the bottom on rankings of this Cincinnati director's 34 feature films. Say the names of them again. The BFG and Hook often appear on the, towards the bottom of rankings of this Cincinnati director's 34 Christopher films. Columbus. Uh, don't get too stressed out, but name this jumpsuit rock duo that might be playing heathens on your car radio the next time you go for a ride. Say that again. Don't get too stressed out, but name this jumpsuit rock duo that might be playing heathens on your car radio next time you go for a ride. Son of a gun. <laughs> I did not like this quiz. <laughs> I also think my first answer was wrong. Let's bring Liz back in here. Liz, uh, he said Katie Holmes for the first answer, uh, Christopher Columbus for the second, and I didn't have an answer for the third. You want me to reread those uh, questions for you? No, I I thought thought Katie Holmes as well. You thought Katie Holmes on that one? Yep, I don't know. Let me, re- let me reread the second one. The BFG and Hook often appear towards the bottom on rankings of this Cincinnati director's 34 featured films. Any idea? I have no idea. And then don't get too stressed out, but name this jumpsuit rock duo that might be playing heathens on your car radio next time you go for a ride. Nothing? Uh-uh, I have nothing. I'm so sorry. No, listen. Sorry. It's all good. This Liz, I one, did maybe. not do us any favors here at the beginning. Our only hope is that this equally confuses Donna. <laughs> and we got a shot there, but she, she could surprise us. <laughs> Bring her back in. Come on in, Donna. Go ahead, Donna. 
Here she comes. Ladies and gentlemen, now back on the microphone, it's Donna Valentine. Hello. Hello, Donna. How'd it go? It was difficult. Hmm. <laughs> I don't believe you. It was. No, no, no. Serious. Okay. At best, I got one. Okay. Okay. Let's give it a whirl, Donna. Okay. You ready to go? Sure, why not? All right, let's start it off with this first one. Starring in a mix of both big-budget and small-scale films, this Toledo actress got her start on the TV show Dawson's Creek. Mm, I'm going to say that's Katie Holmes. The BFG and Hook often appear towards the bottom on rankings of this Cincinnati director's 34 feature films. Uh, pass. Don't get too stressed out, but name this jumpsuit rock duo that might be playing Heathens on your car radio next time you go for a ride. Heathens jumpsuit jumpsuit? Yep. Yep. Jumpsuit rock duo that might oh, be playing Heathens. Uh, oh, duo. I was going to say kiss. Um, oh, don't know the answer. Okay. Let's go through these answers. A little more difficult than I think maybe I anticipated. I have a a guess that I'm going to update once we get to number two. Let's go with the first one here. Starring in a mix of both big budget and small scale films, this Toledo actress got her start on the TV show Dawson's Creek. Katie Holmes. Okay, Yay. that is right. Big okay. Break out. Good. Yes, right. good job. I was, a little, I was wondering if it was Michelle Williams. I started mm, to mm-hmm. get a little concerned there. Katie Holmes there was the answer for that one. Let's move to the next one. The BFG and Hook often appear towards the bottom on rankings of this Cincinnati director's 34 feature films. I want to change my guess to, and not officially, but to Steven Spielberg. I wonder if that's the right answer. Well, if I if I would have said that uh, Jaws and uh, E.T. Mm. often appear towards the front of the list, it might have been a little bit too easy. BFG and Hook, yes, two of the lesser uh, appreciated movies that Steven Spielberg directed. Mm, okay. Yeah, wow. He's I from know he Cincinnati, BFG. too. Okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. Uh, so nobody got that one. And then nobody got this one. I figured this would be the tough one why I left it out. But don't get too stressed out. Stressed Out was a number two hit on the Billboard charts. But oh. name this jumpsuit rock duo that might be playing Heathens, also number two on the charts, on your car radio, also number one on the uh, uh, on the uh, alternative charts. Twisted when you sister? go for a ride, number five on the alternate charts. It is uh, a group that's had three number one uh, or three top five hits in the last four years or so. That's twenty one pilots. Oh, there's only two of them. Yeah, yeah. That's a there were twenty one. <laughs> It was more like a boys' chorus. Oh, that's a hard one. Figured it was a little bit newer music than you two are maybe listening to, but I thought you know, three of those songs were in the top five on the Hot 100. So figure I'd give you a chance. But you gave us the titles of them as well. That one is on us, (laughs) Liz Ibrahim. Bringing you back in because you're all going to play a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Uh, How the tiebreaker works? It's very simple. I'm going to start reading the question at any point. You feel like you know the answer? Yellow your name. I'll stop reading the question. If you get it right, you get the win. If you get it wrong, your opponent gets to hear the rest of the question. Are the three of you ready? Yes. Ready. Again, celebrities from Ohio. Let's get it started. From Cleveland, this Oscar and Emmy-winning actress has been both a Marvel and DC character, plus a Bond girl. She started as a model and was first runner-up for Miss USA pageant and also... Steve. Steve. This is such a stupid guess, and it's wrong. Margot Robbie. Idiot. That is wrong. Liz is still in this, though, so Liz can still hear and play for Steve. Here we go. She started as a model and was uh, first runner-up for Miss USA in 1986. Donna. Was also sixth. Okay. This is wrong, too. Vanessa Williams. 
Liz, it's going to come down to you. Can you get this win for Steve? Let me read the entire question for you, Liz, okay? Okay. okay. I'm going to read the whole question for you. She's an Oscar and Emmy winning actress, both in the Marvel and DC universe, plus a Bond girl. She started as a model and was first runner up for Miss USA pageant, six in Miss World in 1986. Her Oscar was for the film Monsters Ball. Liz, do you know the answer? I don't. I do. No. No, I have no idea. Donna. All right, Donna. so we're going to go to our second tiebreaker. Donna, what's the right answer? Halle Berry. Yep, it was Halle Berry. Okay. Halle Berry. So that means we're going to our second tiebreaker. Second tiebreaker. Oh, he you knew know we were going to suck at this Ohio quiz. I, I thought you'd be able to get that last one, but uh, yeah, that so was I wasn't a good really one. prepared for this. But let's uh, do this, and I'm sorry, it's probably going to be a little too much of an advantage, but on the fly, I got to do it. Let's go with this here. First person to name who is singing this song. Are you ready? Yes. Ready. Steve. Dean Martin. Also from Ohio, Dean Martin, the correct answer. I knew that was going to be too much of an advantage for Steve, but it's on the fly. I'm sorry. Oh. All right. Big Liz. win there, Liz. We got a roundabout Yay, win. It, was, it wasn't pretty, but it's a W. It doesn't matter how you get there. That's right. Oh, God love you, Liz. Steubenville's own. Uh, Dean Martin. The pride of Steubenville. All right, Liz, stay on the line, okay? Michael, get some information for you so that uh, from you so we can get you your prize. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You Thanks, too, Liz. Liz. Bye. This Ooh. sounds really sweet. What does? Liz. Oh, I thought you said this sounds really sweet. Liz sounds really I, sweet. She does. Absolutely. Do you want to do this? Time for a tip. What? Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Wow, David says, who comes up with the question themes? They make me angry inside. (laughs) Inside. (laughs) Bring back musical mayhem and call it musical November him. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. Was that from David Ingrand? David S. Oh, it's a different David. David. Yes. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you how long your leftover Halloween candy will last, okay? Okay. Here we go. Chocolate candy. If it's unopened, up to a year. Dark chocolate lasts up to two years. For opened bags of loose chocolate candy, cut those times in half. Thank okay. you. Candy I'm corn. I'm updating my chart right now. Okay. okay. Candy corn. Three to six months, if at room temp. An unopened package can last up to nine months. I call bullcrap. I say that could survive an apocalypse. I think you're right. Gummy candy, six Ooh. months to a year. Longer. You want to just have to chew choice. harder. That's all. I love it. Sour candy up to a year. Hard candy like lollipops, Jolly Ranchers. Uh, it looks like Forever. a year, but a study at Kansas State found that. It's the one type of candy that can pretty much last forever if you store it properly. That, that I believe. I do, too. You're my best friend. I but, hear you as well. Thank you. Uh, when we come back, oh, you have a story about Marvel and Disney maybe having a problem? They got a big problem. They, they have do? a big, big problem right about now. Well, we'll discuss that. Also, wow, there is a story behind the scenes of the Harry Potter movies that is just 
very tragic and very moving. There's a new movie out from Daniel Radcliffe all about it. I'll tell you about it when we come right back on My Talk 1071. All right. Hey, guys. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Wow. I watched a, um, a trailer this morning. For a movie that's coming to Max called David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived. And this person, this David Holmes, was the stunt man for Daniel Radcliffe's Harry Potter character in all the movies. Or most of the movies. And I mean, he worked, yeah, I guess throughout all of the films. He watched this stuntman or, you know, stunt double suffer a horrific onset injury during Mm. the production of Harry Potter and the uh, Deathly Hallows. And it left this guy permanently paralyzed. His story is now going to be told in this documentary. Um, The title, The Boy Who Lived, is a reference to Harry Potter comparing Holmes' survival through... You know, adversity through that of Harry Potter's, you know, physical feats that he had performed in all these movies. Uh, It's produced by Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I, You know, I I listened to the, I played the documentary, but their accents are so thick that you can't really, you really have to listen closely. But um, it shows clips of this guy, this young man, developing his athletic skills, eventually becoming a stuntman, as well as a behind-the-scenes material of all the stuff that he did on the Harry Potter films. But, Mm. oh my gosh, so it's got like themes of living with adversity, growing up, um, forging your identity, um, you know, just bonds between... These two guys, friendship. And um, so anyway, it and, and it shows him and, you know, how he's living today. And it just looks very inspirational and very, mm. very moving. So uh, the date on that, in case you are interested in David Holmes, The Boy Who Lived, uh, premieres November 15th on HBO. And it'll also stream on Max. Hmm. So if you want to check it out. That sounds interesting. Yeah, huh. I thought so too. And cool that Daniel Radcliffe sounds like you know was like let's put this story together. Let's yeah. let's tell a story here. You know um, exactly. That's great. What's go- Daniel Radcliffe, who we read and saw recently, is just getting ripped. Yeah, and said he's he's just obsessive about things, which I can really relate with. He I just know you when can. he gets into it, he gets into it. And so if you've seen Daniel Radcliffe, Radcliffe recently and thought, boy, he looks really muscular, he is. He is a far cry from sort of the, the thin-armed Harry Potter that we all came to know and love. Or the Weird Al. Didn't he play Weird Al, too? He did play Weird Al as well. Never yeah. watched that movie. Have you guys? No. no. I feel like it got good reviews, or his performance yeah. got really good reviews, bringing Weird Al to life. I think so. Thank you. Um, Marvel and Disney have a problem? They do have a problem. What do you mean? There's a really big article about it today um, on Variety.com. And 
It's a multifold problem that they're having. It, there is a, a main reason why they, they've got some pressing difficulty ahead of them. But Marvel essentially, not as much the powerhouse as it once was. You came out with a Marvel movie, and you knew it was, A, it was going to be a really good movie. The critics were really going to like it. And in addition to that, it was going to make a ton of money. Well, as time has gone on, and it turns out, you know, after you do like 25 movies that all lead into Avengers Endgame, um, that's a lot for a movie audience to have an appetite for, a sustained appetite for. Then they come out with shows. Disney Plus comes out. Now we're getting Marvel shows, Marvel spinoffs. Now we're getting other Marvel movies of characters that you aren't as familiar with in Marvel lore unless you're really a fanboy or fangirl. So they're trying to break through with some of these new movies. But in addition to that, and the fact that some movies haven't been making as much money and Bob Iger comes back as the head of Disney and is like, wait a minute, there are some issues here. There were some quality issues. Uh, I believe it was at the end of Ant-Man and the Quantum Mania, where they saw the premiere at some fancy, fancy theater out in Beverly Hills, roundabout there. And there are a bunch of scenes where they had to do like CGI kind of late in the production process. And people were shocked to see like the pictures were out of focus. This is like oh, a no. big Marvel movie. Really? And it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? So apparently, you know, Bob Iger, not at all pleased with that. And it's like, what is going on? Because Marvel and Disney are known for quality, right? right. They, they don't cut any corners. Right. And so then they found out there were some other things on some shows that they had done, including WandaVision, which I loved, where they were putting in updated CGI scenes after it had already been released. Like, just not as oh, tightly no. run a ship as it once had been. Well, in addition to all that, there was uh, the the actor... Um, who was who? Had, if you might remember, back at the Golden Globes, it was Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors who were like side by side, and it looked like this is the future of movie stars here. It was just cool. They looked great. They were both on top of their game. Uh, and then it wasn't long after that that Jonathan Majors got into some real problems. Well, he had been in Ant Man and the Quantum Mania, and they were really setting up a new phase of marvel which was going to be avengers the kang dynasty now that movie that individual movie wasn't set to start shooting until early 2024 but then majors was dropped by his publicist then by his managers um and this was after there were some alleged domestic violence issues in his life that had suddenly popped up and we heard one and then there were some other alleged domestic violence victims who began cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Then, ahead of a key hearing in October, media outlets, including Variety, obtained a court filing that referenced a police incident in London that involved majors that led his ex-girlfriend to seek medical attention. Oh, my gosh. Making those matters even stickier, Variety writes, the ex-girlfriend also worked on Quantumania as a movement coach, and the London incident took place while Majors was shooting season two of Loki, which Loki, apparently the final episode of Loki season two, which comes out next week, really sets the table for this Kang Dynasty era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So on October 25th, a New York judge denied Majors' motion to dismiss the case, which ensures now that the actor will stand trial in late November. His legal team is attempting to keep some material in the case sealed. Mm. But a studio source 
notes that regardless of the actor's legal issues, Marvel already had considered moving away from a majors-led phase because of the box office performance of that movie that his character sort of arrived in, Ant-Man and the Quantumania. Um, that apparently is going to struggle to make a profit, and I guess that gave some people pause since that movie didn't do great, then they got worried about, do we really attach the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this character, much less to this actor, but, you know, to this character? So they might recast him. The writer strike did not help them game planning for what they could do next. But now they are trying to revive this. There have been some big recasts before in Marvel history. Namely, between Iron Man uh, and Iron Man 2, it went from Terrence Howard was in Iron Man. He was then replaced by Don Cheadle in subsequent Iron Man movies and Avengers movies. So they've there's precedent for just simply recasting. Mm-hmm. But that's wow. a big problem. In addition, I guess, uh, you know, Kevin Feige's the guy behind Marvel, and he is usually the guy who's like, let's make sure everything's great. He's apparently spread really thin, so that's a problem. There's even been talk, according to this Variety article, of a new Avengers movie with, wait for it, the old cast, Robert oh, Downey Jr. What? Coming back. Uh, Scarlett Johansson coming back, even though their characters are dead. But maybe you can explain it away in the multiverse. So yeah. Disney is spinning. Marvel is spinning, trying to figure out what's next as we wait to see what happens with Jonathan Majors. We've got a dirt alert.